The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And the water's fine on this Monday edition of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weinerib with the Professor Glasses, so you know it's time for baseball talk. Join as always. My co-host, fan-sided MLB insider, Robert Murray. Robert, how you doing, dude? Better than the Texas Rangers, I hope. Uh, I'm doing better than the Texas Rangers, thankfully. What a uh, what a bad stretch for them, but a good stretch for us because we're the baseball insiders. Love and life. Great weekend. Feeling refreshed. Adam Weiner, how are you? Great weekend. Uh, feeling a lot of joy. Uh, leaving this apartment in a week. Uh, this will be the last time you guys get this beautiful blurred background setup featuring uh, half a TV and a couple of assorted, uh, you know, notepads. Uh, so if you if you guys only watch the show for the background, bad news, it's going to change. But if you guys watch the show for the content, great news. We got plenty of dope today. There we go. We do have plenty of plenty of good dope today. Uh, Brewers fans, I recommend staying for a positive update on Jacob Mizorowski. Um, yeah. Let's should we just dive right into it, Adam? What do you think? Yeah, let's roll. We're going to be talking best deadline deals that weren't made teams that wisely held on to assets. They almost lost. Plus a couple of is it time to panic yet on teams like the Texas Rangers and Baltimore Orioles. And when are we allowed to judge the Milwaukee Brewers? Today's show is brought to you by Bet365. Uh, the offer today that we're able to give you if you don't have a Bet365 account yet. Fantastic create an account with us and use our promo. All you have to do is deposit $10, place a $1 wager on any sport. You will instantly receive $200 added to your account and bonus bets. Whether you win or lose, all you got to do is use that code baseball in at sign up. That's baseball in it's on the screen. You not only receive the $200 in bonuses, you will also be directly supporting the show. So if you have not signed up for Brett three, six, five, join with the code baseball in place that first bet and get a little bit of bonus bet action to help you out. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus physically present, mostly go gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. You'll see us here, the show that you are supporting with your Bet365 account creation, 3.30 Eastern every Monday and Thursday here on the Baseball Insiders. If you need that straight dope in between and want to chat, Join us on our Discord, become a member of the YouTube channel. Got a lot of the voices that we see in the comment section with regularity hanging with us in the Discord too. If you want to help out the show in a different way, get access to a different community, be able to ask Robert and I questions. Between eps, be able to inspire sections of the show. Please join us there as well. Whew. Should we roll? 
I think we should roll. That was that was a job well done by you on the ad read, my friend. Oof, that was a I don't know what I don't know what got into me there. I was feeling a little bit like a robot, but sometimes you're just flowing. Uh, and speaking of flowing, the beautiful Seattle Mariners, uh, who are now leading the AL West, leading the West nine and one in their last ten games, while the Rangers have gone one and nine. And as Doc in the comments just dropped. No list of trades that weren't made that have benefited the team that kept the player could possibly top the Mariners holding on to Teoscar Hernandez. You were pretty staunch that they were shopping him, and it made sense that they were shopping him. The Mariners are no strangers to trading. They love to do that, and they're no strangers to disrupting a a potential postseason run. They trade Paul Seawald this year. They have traded Kendall Graveman off a contending team in the past directly to their division rivals in Houston. You had me look out for a Teo Hernandez trade prior to the deadline. Hit 200 in July with just one homer. Shocker in 23 games, 22 starts in August. 366 with a 1050 OPS, six bombs. Not the only reason the Mariners are making this surge. Julio Rodriguez would have a little something to say about that classification. But they're pretty lucky they held on to this asset for one big run. Yeah, they. This is exactly the Teoscar Hernandez that the Mariners envisioned when they acquired him from Toronto. Like they, they gave up a meaningful return um, to get Hernandez, and obviously for the first half of the season, it did not pan out. And I remember at the deadline, I said that the Mariners were probably the most unpredictable team in baseball because when you think they are going to zig, they zag, and when you think they're going to zag, they zig, um, and. It is, I did not see this necessarily coming at all uh, with the Mariners, but their decision to hold on to Teoscar Hernandez looks like probably if probably the the smartest move of the deadline. Um, Did I ever, did even the Mariners think that they could have done this? I don't think so. Uh, Because had they have seen this coming, they would have been aggressive in buying and I give them credit, and it now looks like they are a legitimate. Well, they are a le- legitimate team in that division, as the Rangers continue to fall one and nine in their last ten. Holy smokes! But if we're just if we're focusing on the Mariners, it's a job well done by Jerry Depoto. It's a job well done by that coaching staff. A job well done by that players, um, by all their players. Yeah, just totally impressive. And also, not for nothing, in a segment about sometimes the best trades being the ones you don't make. The Mariners have distanced themselves from the wild card field and are now competing for the West. They acquired Teoscar Hernandez. The Toronto Blue Jays went all in in a different direction, trading Teo, trading Lords Gurriel Jr. They're probably not two and a half games out if they have those seasons on the current mm-hmm. roster. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, like, um, I, and and I want to take like a little bit of a step back here and the Paul Seawald trade with the Mariners. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting. Ken Rosenthal wrote today that they did not necessarily envision that as like a sell move. That was more like a, um, like a buy move for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say buy move. I, 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 he worded it better than that, but uh, that was a, a really smart move. And I'll tell you like their ability to find those relievers um and then end up uh, turning them into like meaningful pieces, I, especially in Seawold's case. I thought that was just a, a really good move. Sorry, I'm, I'm something just came on my radar. Ooh. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll drive a little bit while you uh, get that. <laughs> I didn't expect that. 
Well, here we go. That's this is the show. We're 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 four weeks after the trade deadline and stuff is still hitting Robert's radar. That's why everyone joining us today joined because that's that's what goes down. I mean, we will talk uh, about a role as Chapman in a little bit, of course. You know, when it is time to panic on the Rangers a week ago and, and whether or not it's fair to attack a role as Chapman for doing what he does every year. I think. I mean, it didn't take it didn't take a supreme hater like me to be able to predict uh, that kind of thing moving forward. Um, yeah. Are you uh, are we all clear for now? Uh, I'm just waiting for some text back uh, and then we can then maybe we have some news to share on the show. All right. Great. Well, there we go. Potential live news break. In the meantime, I'll talk up Adam Duvall, because what am I good for without uh, talking up friends of the show slash Boston Red Sox? My favorite people are the people who guess on Baseball Insiders and also are on the Boston Red Sox. Apparently, I wished Adam Duvall luck. Uh, it's my fault that he's now absolutely scorching. Uh, but he is 14 for his last 29 in his last seven games with five bombs hitting 483, 1172 slug. The Red Sox are not in playoff position right now. They're four and a half out. But look at the last week of baseball. They have faced, uh, they spent four games in Houston and three at home against the Dodgers. They went three and four in those games. Sort of treading water. They actually lost. They were three out in the loss column when that started. They're now four out in the loss column of a playoff spot. But, First game in the Houston series, Duvall hits a three-run shot. They squander that opportunity. Third game in the Houston series, 4-4 in extras. They win it on a Duvall three-run homer in extras. They win the middle game of the Dodger series because Duvall hit a game-flipping three-run shot to send it from 4-2 down to 5-4 up in the sixth. If they do make a playoff spot, it is literally, reductively, but literally because they held on to Adam Duvall down the stretch who is hitting big clutch three run homers for a team that sometimes gets into a little boomer bust roller coaster offensive trouble. Duvall has been their steadying force. Did not see that coming. No. And and when he was, or when he's been healthy, he's been a really solid contributor for the Red Sox. Like at the start of the season, he was, I mean, he was probably the best hitter in baseball with the numbers that he was putting up. Then he got hurt and that obviously set him back quite a bit. And then he returned and, and now he's he's looking like a, a key part to this Red Sox surge, and the re- their decision not to trade Duvall like it wasn't because of a lack of interest. There was a lot of interest in Adam Duvall. Like the Phillies were in, uh, the Braves had interest. Like there was a bunch of different teams that were uh, that were interested in Duvall, um, but Heim Bloom elected to hold on to him. And I think there was there would have been other teams that had they been in that position, they would have probably traded him. Um, but he elected to hold on to him and it looks extremely smart for it. And it's got the Red Sox also in playoff position. I'll tell you, like the, the postseason races in baseball are just a blast right now. It just it's so up and down, it's so unpredictable. Like, cause nobody coming into the season, the Red Sox making the postseason was not something that I thought would happen or have a realistic shot at happening. Um, and here they are now. Obviously, we're talking about the Rangers too. Um just but to just stick with um but to just stick with the Red Sox. Like that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Crazy. They've got I mean, they probably have to sweep Houston at Fenway this week to really get in the conversation, but they could absolutely do that. They're fresh off taking two from Houston in Houston and winning the final game of that set. 17-1. They call up Sedan Rafaela. Today, their number three prospect according to MLB pipeline. 
not in the lineup tonight, but they're going to make some noise in this Houston series. And a lot of the fact that they've been able to tread water is thanks to Duvall. Uh, my other trade not made, obviously, was a bunch of teams dodging the Otani trade bullet and not pressing Artie Moreno harder to try to get him to do something he was not comfortable with. Obviously, the Angels wish that he had been tempted into trading Shohei Otani, of course, so that his UCL injury could be somebody else's problem. But you got to say that obviously a bunch of different semi-contenders not overpaying for Otani is something they should all be exhaling about today. Uh, that was kind of an easy one. I know you have one last better best trade not made that's helped propel a team to the contention window down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, they were contending before this, but the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they were um, – I mean, they, they were clearly needed starting pitching and they had been connected to all sorts of different players. It was Lucas Giolito, it was Eduardo Rodriguez, who they actually did have a deal in place for before he ended up using his no trade clause. And that, that killed the deal. But throughout that entire process, I was told that the Dodgers' number one target was Lance Lynn. And they thought he would be meaningfully better um, pitching in their environment than he was in Chicago. And they thought being in contention would help. They obviously had a few things in mind that he could tweak to try to get back to his, his previous performance. And it has been nothing short of just brilliant by them. And it, it went against conventional wisdom for sure, because there was a lot of different people who thought that Lynn was descending and that he was just like, or he was declining and um, that he wasn't the same pitcher that he was, but the Dodgers were convicted in it. They got Joe Kelly, I mean, who's been battling injuries, but Lance Lynn is single hand, like he single handedly made that rotation so much better. Um, and I think the Dodgers might be getting some bad news about one of their starting pitchers here uh, in a little bit. Um, uh, Tony Gonsolin. Uh, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, Lance Lynn has been pretty big for them. All the bigger if uh, this does break and we're able to uh, discuss it. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers were 100% right. Spoiler alert, they usually are. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, not, you know, hey, is a 750 OPS not going to be a lighting the world on fire type second half offensive impact? But Ahmed Rosario was traded in exchange for Noah Syndergaard, who you reported was DFA'd last night after his start. So it's hard to say. The Dodgers lost that trade, even if Rosario doesn't do anything for the rest of the year. Kike Hernandez goes on the road in Fenway, ties up the first game of that three-game set, doesn't do much the rest of the way, but Mookie Betts steals the headlines. The Dodgers definitely dancing off another good weekend, 21-4 and in August, and uh, their trade deadline reinfusion of talent is a big piece of that. It absolutely has been, and I'll tell you, like, they they went out they got Ahmed Rosario who I mean that was basically the best shortstop option available uh which speaks to what that market looked like yeah they got Lance Lynn they got Joe Kelly they got Kike Hernandez which um I mean those are I mean they're they've all been talented players throughout their entire careers but where they were before those trades it was not looking promising and Andrew Friedman and that Dodgers front office got a lot of heat for it but there's a reason why they're considered one of the best front offices in baseball. And they've gotten some pretty key performances from a lot of those guys. And I think for as much heat as Freeman took, he deserves a lot of credit because he was convicted in it. And now he's reaping the rewards for it while also keeping that farm system and a lot of their upper, like upper talent in the minors or even in the majors intact and in place. 
Best laid plans are tough stuff. Like they intended to have Gonsolin. That is going sideways. They thought they would have Dustin May in this rotation. They don't. Walker Bueller coming off a second Tommy John surgery, trying to fight his way back. It's not easy in this game. And even the model franchises like the Dodgers get punched repeatedly. But it's about how much depth you build up, how ready the farm is to contribute, and what you can do with the margins. And they have done, you know, check, check, check across the board, as always, this summer. Oh, absolutely. And and two with, with that as well, with the amount of depth that they've piled up and like and talent in the minor leagues, is that's why I never consider them to be like a serious candidate for like a big, big, big trade this year, is because they're uh, they're going into the season. They wanted a lot of those young guys to perform at the major league level, and it would allow them to have cheaper guys and give them payroll flexibility, and also help position themselves financially for potential run at Shohei Otani in the off season. That's why it, it just didn't make sense to me that they would trade those guys for like an Otani type at the at the deadline now. Um, but they're man, I'll tell you like that. That team, if they do get Otani, even with the torn UCL, that is an extremely, extremely dangerous team. And I still wonder about the possibility of a Corbin Burns or a Willie Adamas. I, st- I think it's unlikely, but um, I-, I know both those players are ones that the Dodgers quite like. Yeah, uh, if you don't think offensive only Shohei Otani makes a big difference on this team next year, then like, you know. Come on, level with us. Be, be oh, ready. yeah, there, there's a reason why, even with the UCL, people are talking about Otani being a five or six hundred million dollar player. Like, I mean, that offensive ability is just unlike anything we've seen in baseball in ages. And obviously, he's still got the the potential to pitch uh, in the future, but that offensive bat is like next level, like, like really freaking, really freaking good. J.D. Martinez is hurt. You know, there's there's a road back for him this year. But right now, not playing. Just add Shohei Otani in that DH slot, which is currently, like, empty and rotational and reap the rewards. Um, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I want to yeah. answer this question from Justin. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the, I think this is an interesting question here from Justin. If the Brewers do trade Burns and Adamas, would they go after Pete Alonzo? It makes it tough. Um because I, I don't necessarily know if they could do that. I still think that a Pete, like a Pete Alonzo to the Brewers scenario in the offseason, to me, and this is not based on sourced information, but this is based on knowing how the Brewers operate, could make it, it – I don't think it's – I don't think it's likely. I think it's more unlikely than anything because they have Burns, who's a free agent at the end of next year. They have Adamas, who's a free agent at the end of next year. They want to pay both those guys. They, they need to have money to, to pay both those guys. And if you add Pete Alonzo to that, you're adding a third guy on an expiring contract who is going to require a big salary and it will result in you having to trade one of your top prospects. Can't see the Brewers being in a hurry to do that. So I'm thinking that's unlikely, but I think a Pete Alonzo trade absolutely does have a shot of happening at some point in the offseason. I just don't know the team. Yeah, that was going to be my follow. Being in New York and just feeling the wind blowing, it does feel like he's less and less essential to this Mets future as we move forward, um, just the way that the discourse is going, it doesn't feel like an assured thing. Kind of feels like something that will heat up in the winter. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think that's going to end up being one of the prime conversations in the off season. That's not named Shohei Otani. Like that's Alonzo's going to get a lot of interest. And I know people throughout the game have eyed the fact that the Mets haven't extended Alonzo, despite having every opportunity to do so. 
and thinking that could end up leading to a trade in the offseason. And there's going to be a lot of interest. I can tell you that. I, uh, I'm interested. All right. I'm not going to pull off a trade, but I am interested. Um, <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, let's, uh, let's play a little game uh, of when is it time to pay attention to dot, dot, dot. Because we're getting mounting evidence of a few teams being ice cold and a few teams being a little hotter than expected. So just trying to gauge what is legitimate, what is a worry, and, and what is something that we need more data on. Uh, I will just start off by saying the Texas Rangers collapse, which has sent them into the wild card picture and feels weirdly reminiscent of, uh, remember when the A's got tracked down? in 2014 and where they were just winning the division all year long. And then all of a sudden John Lester is in the wild card game in Kansas city and their season is over. This kind of feels like that. We all took the Rangers for granted. And as a long time, Chapman despiser who had to sit through all those articles about how the Rangers coaching staff figured out how to get an extra two miles an hour back on his fastball. And, oh, how could the Yankees miss this? And they found consistency in his release point. I'm just sitting there going, you'll see. You guys will see. You'll, you'll find out sooner rather than later. And yesterday, box the tying run in the scoring position in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, the Twins and Rangers go on to play one of the most feckless extra inning games I've ever seen. Joey Gallo as the Manfred runner got doubled off on a foul pop-up to first. If you watched the last hour and a half of that game, God bless you. But all that to say the – Rangers got walked off again. This feels like something that we should be paying genuine attention to. Oh, yeah. Like at, at first throughout this entire streak or their losing streak, I was trying to remain calm, not overreact. But we're at the point now with how much they've slid. They were in first place by a comfortable margin. Now they've been passed. They're two and a half games back or they're two and a half games ahead of the Blue Jays in the wild card race. And if the Blue Jays pass them, they would be out of the they'd be out of the postseason race in just totality, and it's like that. To think of where they were a month ago, when they acquired Max Scherzer, when they acquired Jordan Montgomery, and a lot of these guys, um, it's it's absolutely crazy to think that it's gotten to this point. I'm I'm optimistic that they're going to end up 
not falling away or falling too much further just because I think that roster is too talented and they have a really, really good veteran manager, Bruce Bochy, who is not one to panic. He's a voice of calm. He's a voice of reason. So I think he's going to navigate it. But that being said, the pressure is on that team to not fall out of this because that would be, that'd be one of the bigger collapses that I can recall in recent, in recent regular season history. Uh, it kind of it kind of remind me of the collapse that the Brewers had years ago uh, when they ended up firing Ned Yost. Um, it, it has similar similar vibes to that, but Bruce Bochy's not going anywhere. I should probably clarify that one. He's he's as safe as can be. Yeah, I mean the the Blue Jays are having a tough time too. That's the only thing keeping the Rangers alive. It, the Blue Jays and Red Sox are going to have to battle it out to be threatening, and and there is a four game set in Canada. In September. Again, I know Aroldis Chapman's numbers are still insane. I know that he has struck out 90 men in 49 and a third innings pitch, which sounds completely, absolutely broken. That that can't be. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's um, but over the last th- his last three appearances with a chance to sta- staunch the losing streak, you know, stem the tide, uh, two innings, he, he blew a save in Arizona. Gets through, uh, you know, one game in Minnesota unscathed. Throws 34 pitches in a single inning yesterday. It did feature lack of control, lack of command, you know, and and that huge balk that put the crucial run in scoring position. So it's not like we haven't seen this before when the heat is on. And uh, if you're a contending team trying to, you know, avert disaster, if you need consistency down the stretch, Aroldis Chapman is not the arm you want to hand the ball to in crucial ninth innings where a blown save means more than just a single blown save. Sometimes oh. a blown save is a momentum killer during a stretch like this. Oh, 1000% it is. And like we, we've seen the Marlins, they removed David Robertson from the closer job because he wasn't getting the job done. And if you look at Chapman's splits between non-save and save situations, they're totally different. Yep. And you wonder if they can end up, if they end up making a change there and moving someone else to the closer spot, um, I don't know, but his numbers are concerning enough where I think they have to consider doing something um, before this is before it ends up becoming too late. Somehow he only has three saves this year. I think a lot of people who are thinking about the Chapman meltdown uh, probably maybe aren't aware. I mean, I certainly was not aware that he has barely, if ever, been used as the primary closer this year. I knew it wasn't full time, but I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you it was that stark. And uh, I guess they have to keep him in the eighth inning down the stretch. No, they absolutely yeah, they have to. Because I remember when they ended up making that trade, I thought for sure he was going to be in their closer um, or their full-time closer, I mean. Um, but even being a guy that they use here and there in the closer spot, I don't know if they can do that until they get him figured out or get him fixed because, boy, not uh, no bueno, as we like to say. No bueno. Yeah, again, I just don't don't tell me he's fixed. Don't tell me you figured him out because I know that there are so many moving parts that wind up you're just never going to mechanically solve a role to Chapman. There's always going to be a come to Jesus moment where you're like, all right, he's shanking pitches again. Bases are loaded again. Oops. Time to reset. Uh, so something to keep an eye on down the stretch for sure. What about? No. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll tell you about with Chapman, because I'm, I'm looking up his numbers on the season right now. They, he's got a 237 ERA on the season. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good number. Um, you have, Obviously, he's, he's one of the more physically gifted pitchers in baseball. He's, he's struggled in safe situations, but overall, he's a really good reliever. He's a free agent at the end of the year. 
I wonder what his eventual deal is going to look like in the offseason. Maybe some team thinks, oh, maybe we can fix him too. Um, it all, only takes one team. I wonder what it would be and who it ends up being. He's, he's one of the more fascinating ones during the offseason, I think. 35 years old, probably a future Hall of Famer. I would not touch him with a 90-foot pole, but it's not on me. I'm not a, I'm not a decision maker. So uh, down the stretch, he's got an argument to make. Um, that, that, that he does. That he does. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. He's already made the <laughs> argument to me, but somebody else, I guess, is it's up for grabs. No, no, exactly, exactly. Not a fan. Um, well, what about a team that could always use live arms? The Milwaukee Brewers winners of eight in a row. We've gone back and forth on this team from asking them to play the kids to watching them play the kids and start to dominate, then slide back, wondering whether or not the Cubs are really you know, a team that could come get them in the Central. All of a sudden, the Brewers are surging, and, and people are starting to have the conversation about maybe not just an NL Central champion, but a dangerous playoff team. When is it time to start reevaluating our opinion of the Brewers ceiling this year, or is it? I think we're at the point now where we have to reevaluate it. And they are, they, they're a really interesting team here. And their biggest flaw was offense. And recently, if you look at their numbers after the Dodgers series, they have totally changed their tune. They are, um, they're, becoming a team that is capable of the big inning and they're putting up runs at a, at a pretty good clip here. And considering their pitching staff where they have one of the most talented trios in baseball in Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. I mean, that's our, that's a very good trio. And then you have, um, you have their bullpen, their ability to find bullpen pieces and make them really good is one of the more underrated and not talking about things in baseball. They traded Josh Hader um, and their bullpen is still completely dominant. They have, I want to say three or four guys with ERAs around two, which, I mean, that gives Craig Council a lot of different options in the late innings. Um, but I'll tell you that if they, well, they'll make the postseason for sure. But I will say this, they, with their pitching staff, and if their hitting continues at this pace, they have a shot of beating anybody. That being said, still don't think they get past the Braves. I want to make that abundantly clear. And they also, as their last series against the Dodgers showed too, they have work to get there as well. And somebody that we did hear might join them down the stretch for a certain time was top prospect Jacob Mizorowski. So now feels like as good a time as any to update on his progress because he was slowed by a little of that familiar buzzword arm fatigue this past week. But I know you have an update on his current status. Yeah. So when the reports came out that the Brewers have slowed down Jacob Mizorowski and paused him because of this arm fatigue, I checked and I talked to two sources who have direct knowledge of this. And they said that Mizorowski, he got scans done in his arm, came back and showed no damage whatsoever. His UCL is intact. His elbow is good. So like, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and he actually, even after being shut down through a bullpen session in, um, and he ended up having upper nineties velocity, the brewers are really optimistic and they're happy with where he's at. They're just being extremely cautious. And I, I teased it right after the deadline. I said that there was a legit shot that he was called up at some point this season. I think that rules this. I don't think it rules it out necessarily, but it makes it pretty unlikely 
but Mizorowski is okay. And the Brewers can take a big sigh of relief because he is a really important piece for them. Getting scans done, either the worst or best activity that you can do. And it's good to hear that Mizorowski checked out. All right. Yeah, I know he's all good. And I, I know we're also going to be talking about the Shoei Otani and, and not getting scans done too. And should I just jump right into it, Adam? Yeah, let's leap into that. Cause again, this was, you know, eventually we got the word on Otani's elbow. We're still waiting on the prognosis. Technically, we don't know what the next steps are, but there was a report this weekend uh, from the OCR uh, that Otani's camp declined, turned down an opportunity to get an MRI before the eventual, you know, UCL blow. And because a lot of people were like, he had arm fatigue. Why don't you give him an MRI then? Come on, Angels. And we're all piling on the Angels for good reason. Uh, but uh, according to this report, they offered and, and Otani's camp declined. Do, do we have any confirmation on that being reality? So that that is real. Uh, Perry Perry Manassian, the Angels' GM, actually went on the record with that, and he was the one who told the reporters that. So, I mean, that's as good of a source as you can possibly get. And I, I do think it is interesting because anyone around Otani has been extremely careful with him, and like especially with his free agency, he is like you want to make sure he's in tip top shape, and that you have you go like use the abundance of caution and. You, getting a scan done requires there's no risk in that it basically gives you clarity on, on what would potentially go wrong but that being said i kind of understand why they didn't do it because otani was telling angels people before this that he was not experiencing any elbow pain whatsoever it popped up uh in that start that on his most recent start and it uh, it caused him to lead the game and and Ultimately, that's why like no scans were done is because he didn't feel elbow pain. It just popped up and ultimately it was a torn UCL, which not great. Not great. It makes more sense, though. Again, you don't want to let's just say you feel tired with no pain. I think you and I would probably turn down an unnecessary worry creating elbow scan if we don't believe that there's that level of damage. Of course, just a few days later, there was and, and probably was all along. Yeah, and I'll tell you, even with the torn UCL, as Justin says in the comments, he's still going to get 500 mil. He's still going to get plenty paid. And I'll tell you, like, Justin gives a a really good list here. You got the Angels. Well, you also have the Dodgers. You have the Mariners, Rangers, Giants. I don't think the Padres anymore, uh, or maybe not seriously, like looming as serious suitors for for Otani. I still think that the sleeper team to watch is the Texas Rangers. That is – they have plenty of money. They've spent big in the past, and they want to win. And there is no bigger all-in move than Shohei Otani. I think we're going we're gonna to have plenty of Otani talk uh, for the next, what, few months? Yeah, but, let me check my watch probably like, yeah, five five months or so. Yeah. <laughs> I love that your watch was able to, was able to tell that. that uh, yeah, I quickly, I quickly <laughs> just you know, pressed a couple of buttons on the interface, and it was like, he signs February 14th. I was like, oh, amazing. Valentine's hey, Day. Right? On Valentine's Day. There you go. Yeah, that's three days after my birthday, FYI. Well, there you go. Um, you do you go. know what you're doing? Uh, I genuinely have no clue. That's, <laughs> that's a wonderful. Well, if he signs on my birthday or around my birthday, then I definitely have plans. And yeah. Um, yeah. My goal is to break it. I want If I could break that Otani signing live on the podcast, I would be the happiest man in the entire world. I could I could retire a, a happy man. Um, Got yeah. my work cut out for me because everybody in baseball is chasing that one. 
of course. And, but we will, I mean, look, this will be the place to be down that stretch run whenever that does get broken. You're going to want to join us on the Baseball Insiders. Uh, one final thing just to note before we leave, obviously it is too soon to know, but I don't want to end the show without talking about Felix Bautista, who has undergone a fairly significant high-impact UCL problem, the Orioles being a little secretive there too. Uh, not coincidentally, their first couple of ninth innings without him Yenier Cano struggles yesterday. The Rockies take a win. Uh, it is too reductive to be like, Batista gone? Orioles bad. But it is certainly something to keep an eye on moving forward, especially since that first opportunity did not go quite so well. No, it did not go well whatsoever. And as, as we've seen with the Marlins and now the Rangers in terms of closers, like they're extremely important. And not having Felix Bautista for an uncertain amount of time, that's a, that's a big burden for that team. And it places a little bit more pressure on that front office for not going out and getting another reliever. They got the reliever from the A's, um, but they could have gotten, they could have done more. I thought that was a team that should have acquired Keenan Middleton, but somehow the New York Yankees ended up getting <laughs> interface Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. Like that still to me is the, was the most bizarre. Like, I'm not kidding you. I got that text at the deadline from an extremely good source that Middleton was traded to the Yankees. And my, my response was, was that a typo? And, and he's like, I, I, I hear you, but no, like it, it happened. And I'm like, what the heck? And um, I thought that was a perfect fit for the Orioles. I thought they could have gotten a bunch of different relievers as well, but they didn't. They got Fujinami from the A's, and that's it. And their lack of aggressiveness in getting a reliever um, was – I mean, that, that could end up being a, a big detriment to them, especially with this Bautista injury. I keep forgetting Keenan Middleton is even on the Yankees. He's been pretty good, but it's just like just the least relevant. Like if you uh, – I don't know if you just added like a, I don't even know where I'm going here, but it, this, the Yankees team is going absolutely nowhere. They basically just made a move to make a move so that Brian Cashman could go at the end of the year. Hey, just see, we, we did the Middleton thing. I don't think it's going to be enough to, <laughs> I don't think anyone in New York media is going to forgive him. Like, Oh, well, come on guys, Middleton home run. Like, I don't think that's going to change the tune in, in NYC, but uh, yeah, he's, he's been solid. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's been solid. Like he's a good player, and like, he's going to end up being. I'll tell you, like he's he's going to probably end up getting a nice one or two year contract in free agency. But for the Yankees team that was going nowhere fast, made no sense. For an Orioles team that is, was surging and um, and needed bullpen help, that would have been a perfect fit. But I don't get it. That's maybe I'm missing something. I don't think I am, but you're not. Uh, yeah, that was totally bizarre to me. I, I remember on the last show too that we were going to always close out our episodes with with doing something about the Yankees and 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 how just their season makes no sense. And hey, we're we're staying on brand, so go look at us go. And yeah. by the way, Justin, uh, he's asking if the if Middleton gets a qualifying offer. He was traded, so he will not. He's not eligible for one. Yeah. Um, but no, even if he wasn't traded, he wouldn't have gotten one. No chance. No, I think the Yankees, will, we'll talk more about the Yankees in the future. But the Yankees won't be interesting until the season ends, and then they will be again. But Harrison Bader, pretty interesting qualifying offer guy. Probably their only one. But other than that, no way. Yeah, that's, I'll tell you, Mike, oh boy, I was, I didn't even think about him being a possible qualifying offer candidate. Maybe I can, maybe I can make a call and 
and, and have some answers for you on Thursday. What do you think about that so one? We, oh, I think that's good. I think a little Yankee-related poking never hurt anybody, so we can conclude Thursday's show again with another uh, episode of Embarrassment Chamber, colon, Adam is in the Embarrassment Chamber, colon, the Yankees suck. Um, I had a dream. I had a dream. I got in trouble for telling an intern that the Yankees suck. So that's what I dream about these days. In case anybody's wondering, I woke up and I was like, "Oh, I didn't actually do that." Okay, great. But the Yankees do still suck. Okay, good. What a, what a bizarre dream! You got in trouble for telling the truth. I know. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I curse. I think I use some NSFW language, and I maybe oh. shouldn't have done that. But there you go. Terrible. That. Uh... Yeah. And also Canyon era. I also, I want to mention uh, or answer your question here about Noah Syndergaard who is designated for assignment. Um, the, the, what was it yesterday? Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out a landing spot for him and I don't know if there is one and it's, it's tough. Like it's really tough. And obviously there's going to end up being some teams that need pitching need pitching depth and maybe he ends up taking a shot on a minor league deal or maybe someone offers him a major league deal. But with the way that he's pitched, it's, it's going to, he, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it's going to, it's going to be really tough and he's got a lot of work to do to get back to the major league level and stay there consistently because um, with the Dodgers and now the guardians, he wasn't able to cut it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, really keen on watching any of his remaining starts for the rest of the season, wherever they may come, but I do wish him well. Uh, he's certainly put up an immaculate grid worthy 2023 season, if nothing else. Uh, Mark Kahn recommend uh, hopping back in the rest of the podcast. We did a lot of great brewers talk. I would imagine that Woodruff ends up in that same bucket as Corbin Burns and Adamas and company too, though, where they're sort of just playing out the string. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you like, of all the guys that they have, they have Woodruff, Burns, and Adamas. I think a Woodruff extension might be the most likely one, and especially of the pitchers too. Burns is going to end up being a guy who who could approach about the two hundred million mark. He's 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 earned it, and I don't know if the Brewers have the money available to make such an offer with Woodruff. I, I think it's. I think it's got a shot. Um, I don't know if it would be in the off season or when, but um, he, he, his agent is Bo McKinnis and uh, Burns' agent is Scott Boris as well. And we know Boris, he does not do extensions. He wants his players to establish their values on the open market. So you can, you can rest assured that Burns is going to test free agency and Woodruff, I think, yeah, at least have a shot of extending it before he has free agency. Well, we thank you all for your questions. A lot of great stuff today. If you missed the show, dial it back. Listen to us on your preferred podcast platform or up on YouTube. Again, the whole video is up here if you'd rather see our smiling faces while we talk about it or see what my face looks like while I have to remember that Keenan Middleton is a New York Yankee. We're live every Monday and Thursday, 3.30 Eastern. Big stuff coming in the next couple weeks. Bet365 is today's sponsor. If you don't have an account, please use that promo code BASEBALLIN to start one. If you are not in the Discord, not a member with us on YouTube, the link is right there in the comment section. Uh, but we tweeted it out a number of times, too. All you got to do is visit our YouTube channel. Hit the membership button. Get your perks. Uh, just 99 cents a month. You get to join up with us and chat in between shows. So much to handle every episode. Even during the end of August, the comment section was alive today with plenty of questions about the offseason. Robert, it's easy to forget when you're buried in the middle of the, 
of pennant race that people there are still a million trade rumor questions every day we do our best to get to them all and this one was a uh, a doozy of a show and we will be right back for another heap and helping of it on thursday oh you know we will and we always appreciate all the questions too this is the uh i'm, I'm very in tune with the trade deadline and, and trade and offseason stuff so if anyone ever has questions ask them and we'll answer them on the show appreciate you guys that's uh yeah, Adam, I appreciate you. Joanne, I appreciate you too. We, uh, yeah, go team. Robert, I appreciate you. Joanne, I appreciate you. All our commenters, listeners, I appreciate you as well. Uh, the numbers very encouraging. The comment section swarming today. We can't wait to see you again on Thursday. And again, all podcast platforms are on YouTube. If you missed the show, if any other questions crop up after you watch it through, Join us in the Discord. We'll be happy to handle them there. Shout out to our members who were in the comment section today. Y'all are the best. Everyone's the best. Uh, we love uh, everybody, except our oldest Chapman. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Adam Weiner for Robert Murray. We will see you again, same time, same place, on Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.